everybody. Uh, welcome to another edition of Stock Talk. This is episode 23, and where we talk about all things uh, investing and the stock market and what have you. Uh, my name is Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors, and uh, today I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, mind mapping in a sense that uh, one of the things about investing when you try to figure out what stocks you want to buy and what investing decisions you want to make is at the end of the day investing is just about making educated guesses about what you think is going to happen in the future and which uh, types of companies or asset classes are going to benefit from things that were going on today. Um, and uh, a lot of it's just, uh, if you've followed any of my episodes and followed any of the stuff I've blogged about and write about, it's a lot of it's uh, what I tweet about and write about is just mind mapping. It's just trying to interpret things that are going on around us from an economic, business, social perspective and trying to mind map, okay, what's happening today? How is that going to impact the future? And uh, potentially, how could that impact stock prices uh, from an investing perspective? So. That's a lot of what I do, and I found it was over the weekend. I came across an article. Actually, it was probably written like last year, in a sense. But I came across it, um, doing a really good mind map about uh, you know how China, for example, is really the you know we talk about what about the Federal Reserve in the U.S. and interest rates and that kind of stuff. Um, what's going on in Europe? Um, for all that, it's. When you really think about it, a lot of the dynamics that are going on with respect to the global economy and uh, from an investing perspective in terms of how money flows around the world is really predicated on what's been happening in China. And so this article goes into a really good kind of interesting mind map about sort of how, how where things have how things have evolved and where things are right now and potentially what could happen in the future and how all that, that kind of the relationship, the correlation that seems to have with, with, with stock prices is quite interesting when you when you take another step further. So I thought I'd talk about a little bit about that today. Um, so just kind of like, let's just go backwards first before we get to today. As you've, if you've followed any of my uh, previous episodes, that's kind of how I like to do is start from the past and get to the present. So if you really look at what's been going on in the last 30 years, there's been an enormous wealth transfer. There's been a, 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 a capital, uh, such an infusion of capital has, has gone out of developed type countries, uh, North America, Europe, uh, and, and into Asia, and more specifically into China. Um, an enormous amount of capital investment has been has taken place in China, and it's a lot to do is with, the, with, the, with the government there opening up their um, more liberalized uh, economic and trade policies, uh, encouraging investment in China after decades upon decades of total repression. Um, so what's happened is money is, has been flowing over the last 30 years into China and it's just stimulated the economy to no end and it's created such an insatiable demand there for goods and uh, consumer goods and it's and be, through their development of their infrastructure they've become such a manufacturing powerhouse and, and, uh, and has basically been an exporter of really cheap uh, manufacturing goods in the world. So bottom line is their economy has just been surging over the last 30 years and it has raised millions upon millions of people out of poverty, deep uh, affected poverty, into like literally have been minted millionaires. The amount of billionaires, millionaires are there is staggering. We've seen cities just literally come out of nowhere, just propped up. Uh, real estate and property investment is just huge. And a lot of it's just because there's been so much investment going into the country. Um, and it's uh, and what they've done, and the what the government's done there is also taken a lot of money that they've made out of exports, exporting goods out to the world. They've taken that money and gone out to buy 
and basically put it into those their foreign exchange reserves and put it into buying U.S. bonds, U.S. Treasury bonds. And that's gone a long way to explain why interest rates over the last 20, 30 years have been so um, low, um, incredibly low, uh, financial crisis notwithstanding. So that insatiable demand has created a, such a demand over there for, for commodity goods, like they need to build all these infrastructure, and so uh, materials, uh, oil, um, copper, iron have been huge demands, and that has helped countries uh, that have those particular resources have been the beneficiaries of it. So your Brazils, your Canadas, your Australias um, have been um, pretty, pretty significant beneficiaries of that, and uh, and it's helped their currencies. If you look at their the Canadian, like Canadian dollar, for example, over the last 15, 20 years, it's been very strong. It's been a, it's been a strong, powerful currency. Um, so that's kind of what's happened. We've we've seen that incredible transfer of wealth into uh, into China. So let's so that's been going on, and the economy there has been growing double digits, and it's just been fantastic. <clears throat> so what's happened recently? Well, it seems like the opposite is happening now. We, what we're seeing now is that um, because of slowdown in demand for for goods uh, around the world, global economies have been slowing down. Um, what we're seeing is demand for uh, Demand for in China for uh, goods uh, or for materials for commodities to build up their infrastructure it's waning because they built up so much they just the demand is just not there so what you're seeing now and on top of it you're seeing a government that's becoming a little bit more protectionist and uh, getting in the faces of people there over there and the liberalized that liberalized mentality seems to be going away and so with the new with the new president President uh, Xi Jinping. Um, so what we've seen now is for the first time in about 27 years, we're seeing actually money coming out of China. And that is unheard of. As I said, money has just been pouring left and right into that country, but now it's money is coming out. And what does that mean? Uh, economic growth has been slowing now because the investment money isn't there. So demand for commodities, um, copper and steel and are waning. and so. Clearly, that's impacted countries like Canada, Brazil, Australia. If you look at their currencies, they have been taking a hit. Oil prices have now come back. Um, and so now what we're seeing is a capital outflow out of China. And now money is basically now that's there. That uh, You're seeing a lot of people there who have made a lot of money over there, um, worried about losing the money from the government, and now just getting their money out and dropping it anywhere. And so. When you talk about real estate prices, especially here in Canada, when you're talking about Toronto, here in Toronto and Vancouver, they're going crazy. If you go to the west coast of the United States, real estate prices are crazy. You go to London, very crazy. A lot of that is just capital. It's just getting out of that country and finding a place to park it so the feds or whoever won't come and get them. And uh, it's interesting now, and when you look at the currencies, currencies are now falling. Brazil real, Canadian dollar, pick a pick a commodity country reserve, and uh, it's it's outflow. It's not great. The other factor of the matter is because money is getting outside uh, of uh, coming outside of China and other emerging markets around there. It's creating pressures on their debt, and the combination of the debt levels getting a little bit too uncomfortable. People combined with the U.S. dollar, which has been surging, has created a situation of potential where there could be a serious credit issue 
in a lot of emerging market debt. And if that's the case, then people start liquidating assets to pay off debts because they're gonna, or sorry, you know, uh, defaulting on stuff. That has a trickle effect on overall global currency flows, or global uh, pricing flows in terms of stock prices. Um, and that, and so it's not. It's quite possible we might see another reincarnation of a credit crisis. Uh, this time, not really coming from the U.S., but coming from the emerging markets, uh, coming from China or the country, uh, countries in Southeast Asia around there. That's a lot of talk out there. Um, so the dynamics have changed quite a bit. The other factor that's changed too is, as I said earlier, up in the last 30 years, China has been buying a lot of U.S. debt. A lot of treasury bills and that's kept interest rates artificially low and they've kept it crazy low what's happened now in the last few years you're seeing now China actually cutting back their purchases of Treasury of, of US Treasury bonds so if the U primarily because the economy is slowing they're trying to keep things propped up in their own country you saw the whole stock market debacle in January with uh, stock prices just, it was just a kangaroo court of stock of, uh, China the China stock market it was a kangaroo court Literally, of you know, new policies coming out on uh, by by the minute. So they're trying to, and they're, the government is trying to, you know, create stability and try to you know stay in power. And so they're looking at spending a lot of that excess reserves that they built over the last three years. They're now starting to chip away at it to, to feed, um, to basically uh, shut some people up, almost literally. So what's happening is now they're starting to buy less U.S. debt. And so if they're starting to sell. U.S. Treasury bonds, what that means is the price of Treasury bonds goes down, but the yields go up. And so what could happen is you could actually see interest rates go up uh, in the bond market. Uh, and if you look at it in the U.S. Treasury market, in the, if you look at two-year bonds over the last year, they've gone from 0.5% a year ago, they're at 0.7%. You may think that's not a big deal, but that's a, probably a huge deal in the, if you're a bond trader and you're a bond investor kind of thing. 10-year yield has gone from 1.87, it went to as high as 2.4%, and now it's down to 1.73, which is you know, okay, but it did spike up. And But if you go to a 30-year bond, uh, U.S. bond, Treasury bond, it's gone from 2.51 to 2.6%. So the trend has been up, and it's no coincidence that as China has been reducing this purchases of U.S. Treasury bonds, interest rates are tracking up. So a lot of people are saying, why is the Fed Reserve like hiking rates? I'm one of them. <clears throat> maybe the reason why they're not hiking rates is maybe because the bond market is doing the work for them. And the fact of the matter is, if they jack up, if rates, if bond, if the rates in the bond market keep tra you know inching up a little bit, that's going to put a pressure on stock prices at some point. So people are going to start saying, wait a minute, why am I holding some of these? Why am I holding stocks? Uh, if I can get a better yield uh, in the bond market, maybe I want to go buy stocks. Uh, maybe I want to start un unloading some of my uh, uh, stock, U.S. stocks. Um, maybe because also one of the factors I think is asset prices are, are overpriced. I think the stock market is overpriced. There could be an aha moment coming somewhere. Again, I have no idea when, but again, mind mapping the concept, trying to like make an educated guess about what's going to happen. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that some kind of credit kind of issue comes down the road that could have a profound effect on the overall capital markets, the equity markets, uh, not just here in Canada, U.S. Um, around the world so it's an interesting concept to 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 keep in mind because the, it seems like the dynamics have completely flipped have done a 180 um, we had the last 30 years we had money going into china 
propping, yeah, creating, uh, creating artificially low interest rates because they've been going out buying U.S. Treasury bonds. It's worked out for everybody, but now the reality is they're under a bit of pressure. They capital is flowing out of that country, and they are now needing money to kind of restore some balance and restore some order into their society, into the country. And that could have a really spillover effect in terms of how capital prices are, are, are set around the world. And if they trend up higher, i.e. higher interest rates, that's going to have a negative impact in terms of stock prices. So it's something I'm kind of looking at, and it's kind of, it kind of intuitively makes a little bit of sense. Again, there's all kinds of wild cards out there that I can totally throw this out the window. But again, investing is about just trying to make educated guesses. And uh, this is one, again, that I, that I was reading about on the weekend. It seemed to have a little bit of had some legs to it, had some merit to it, so I thought I wanted to share it with you. And you know, feel free to just let me know how much if, uh, if I'm full of crap on it. So uh, it's all good. We're all buyers and sellers, right? That's what makes a market, and uh, it's all good. So that's all I got for you today. If you want to talk about, uh, if you have any more questions about anything uh, investing related, you want me to shout out about, just drop me a line either through my Twitter handle where I'm tweeting. I constantly tweet about uh, market events of the day and my own little mind maps and making my own educated guesses and my own investment decisions. I tweet them all out in real time. My hat, my uh, tag is at uh, Sage Investors, or you can uh, email me through my website uh, www.sageinvestors.ca. So that's another edition of Stock Talk. Uh, my name is Amon Reina. I'm glad to be here. I hope you have, hope you've uh, found this useful, and uh, we'll catch you again another time. Cheers.